Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Ross, at the time, did you realise the scale of your win in beating Jahangir Khan? That would be a yes and no answer. Um, yes, because, um, you know, I've been chasing him for so long um, and been in the final with him in so many world sort of top world tournaments uh, so many times that when I did beat him, I, I did realise, but I just didn't realise the, the publicity that would actually follow that win. Yeah, well, what surprises me, you had a, a, a tremendous 1986, you went on a, a myriad of tournaments, but couldn't crack the, the number one spot. Why is that? Was it were the, the way they did the rankings different then? No, 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 it was the same. Um, it was actually based on the most consistent player and uh, the, for the tournaments that Jahangir played. Um, he had won most of them, uh, with obviously with the exception of the World Open. So I played him in probably four or five finals that year. Uh, he beat me every time. Um, so, yeah, the number one spot goes to the most consistent player. D- does it ever rankle you? Uh, you know what? Um, it does, doesn't it? it <laughs> Even after all these years, it does. <laughs> it would have been nice to be, um, to be number one in the world. Um, I, I enjoyed being world champion because when you're world champion, you're world champion for 12 months um, until the next World Open's played. Um, but being world number one, that could that could go for longer than 12 months, but it also could be in the space of just two months. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I was fascinated with when I was just uh, doing some research on you was that uh, previously, it was well, three years earlier, you had a parachute a- accident and, and completely nobbled your knee, but that moment, that time, was impetus to go on and win this World Championship? Absolutely. I've been asked that question many times. You know, would I have won the World Open had I not had that parachute accident? And and my honest gut feeling answer would be probably not. Um, it was ma- a massive wake-up call lying in hospital for four or five months uh, and then another four or five months on top of that for rehabilitation. Um, that was a sort of shock to the system, and, and that is what drove me really to um, uh, to become world champion three years later. When you look at world squash now, is it any different? Is it any quicker? Has the style of the way it's played changed? Yeah, I believe it has. Um, I mean, my last few years of playing pro squash, they actually lowered the pin two inches, which made the court. Um, a, a, a lot bigger mm-hmm. um, and then with the onslaught of sort of all the Egyptian players they've brought a sort of real flavour to the game now um, a real sort of uh, it, it's a shot maker game uh, 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 today and uh, you know they've they've um, they've made it exciting uh, uh, again What is it though why Egyptians could be any other country but why Egypt 
I don't know really. When in my time, it was all the Pakistanis mm. uh, that, were, that were the top. When I first turned pro, um, you had the, the Australian at number one, and then the Pakistanis at two, three, four, five, and six. So it's I don't know. It's just a, a sort of changeover. I think it's the sheer numbers as well. They've got thousands, tens of thousands of juniors coming through. So it's kind of a numbers game, but. Oh, they're just, you know, some, some countries are just um, made to play uh, certain sports. Let's talk about Paul Cole. Uh, today, he's officially world number one, <clears> and that's a pretty incredible achievement from a young lad from Greymouth who's been grafting along. But what do you see in him? Okay, um, I see consistency. What the number one ranking uh, gives you is it doesn't necessarily mean you're the best player in the world. But what it does, it says, it says that you are the most consistent player for the last 12 months. Um, I believe Paul is the best player in the world as well uh, at the moment. If a World Open was to be played, for example, tomorrow, my money would go on Paul to win it. Um, he's got there through, I believe, a, a real New Zealand Kiwi attitude of, of um, you know, strength, speed, always working on his game. He prides himself on his fitness determination, um, developing his skills, uh, and all those sort of things poses real problems to his opponents when he goes on court. I was watching his quarterfinal yesterday at the Windy City Open in Chicago, and, I was, and I, I'll be blunt with you, I haven't watched a lot of sport, but I, I thought I'd take the time out. I know his parents really well. And I, I watched the way he played, and he almost glides around the course, uh, court. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, he does. His, his movement is superb. It's probably... Um, he has the best movement uh, of any squash player in the world at the moment. Um, he, he, he really does. Um, I mean, he, he's not a sort of he, a, 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 he's not built lightly, um, and therefore he does have to use a fair bit of energy to, to move around. But uh, he really does economise when he moves around. No, he's he just it, it, it is it's poetry in motion. You're watching him move around the squash court. Yeah, I thought that win yesterday was almost a statement. He knew he was becoming number one, and he. He didn't look at any time phased. And I think confidence in a sports person is huge nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Um, Paul is a very confident guy, and he should be too. He's worked hard on his game. Um, he's, he's got a lot in the, you know, a lot of skills in the bank, if you like. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's, he's really using them these days. Um, but that just shows you his consistency and why he should be number one in the world at the moment. How does he maintain that, though? How do you maintain that number one status? Hard work. There's no other thing for it. Um, time, hard work, and um, just honing his skills, all the skills you need to be a top sportsman, um, and just just constantly, 24-7, working on them. I was talking to some workmates yesterday, and we were trying to figure it out. And you will, you will know the answer to this question. Do you feel that hand-eye coordination is, is as necessary as a, a Formula One driver and their reaction speeds? I've never driven a Formula One car, but, um, I, you know, I, I, I would think so. Um, I think at the top of um, almost all sports, um, your hand-eye coordination has to be um, uh, spot on. And uh, it, it's kind of a diff- slightly different skill set, but, um, you know, you, you, you've got to have that. That's a prerequisite before you become good at anything. How did you improve your hand-eye? Because I was just looking at the, the, the narrowest of margins where the, where the ball is, you know, right up against the wall, and then next minute it's whipping across court and it's down in a, in a corner. How do you work on those things? Oh, absolutely. It's just, it, it is just practice. It's just practice, 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 um, and, and until you get it right. And even when you practice and spend all those hours 
uh, on the practice court. It doesn't necessarily translate to being able to do that in a match on court, but the best guys do manage to translate it, and uh, Paul happens to be one of them. Do you think he wins a world championship somewhere along the way? I hope so. Um, as I said before, um, being number one doesn't necessarily mean you're the best player in the world, but I believe he is today, and if a World Open was held next week, my money would be on Paul, definitely. What do you think the state of squash is now in this country and around the world? Um, I don't think it, it, it sort of um, has got to the sort of heady days of the 70s and 80s. Um, you know, certainly in the 80s when I was playing, um, that, you know, you could not, you simply just could not seem to book a squash court. Everyone was playing the game. Um, but certainly in terms of television, um, um, you, you know, televising the, the, the matches mm. around the world, um, making the glass court look more attractive. Um, the players, certainly the Egyptians, have made the game more attractive to watch. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it could be, you know, any sport could be in better shape, but um, I think squash is in pretty good shape at the moment. And with the world teams coming very soon, it's going to probably push it even better, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, certainly in, in, in New Zealand, yeah. Um, you know, Paul is, um, like I guess in the days of when Susan and I were playing, um, you know, um, we sort of uh, brought the, the, the sport to the sort of front pages. Um, and, and Paul is doing that now, um, along with Joel, yeah. I mean, you know, we've got two top Kiwis here and uh, they're doing so well on the international circuit. What's Ross Norman doing now? <laughs> on holiday at the moment, <laughs> sitting, <laughs> sitting in Greyland. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm based back in the UK. Um, I'm sort of spending more and more time back here every year, and which I thoroughly enjoy. And um, I'd like to even spend more time. But uh, yeah, look, I just look after um, uh, property back there. Um, you know, manage and uh, uh, and that keeps me busy. Uh, but still gives me enough time to get out on the golf course and tennis course. <laughs> what are you heading off at the moment? Oh, no, it's not good. It's not pretty. It's about 16, so uh, I'm, I'm happy with that. Good social handicap. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a great social handicap. Ross, a real treat talking to you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on Paul Cole and uh, just giving us, giving us your time. Thank you, Steve. Cheers. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.